Oh, man, I'm so glad we missed all that gold. I look. It's okay. I need to start recording. I, I've been saying that for two years and I keep forgetting. So, my bad. They don't got to know. Excuse me. Nothing about any of the stuff we talked about. Yeah, my, my, my lung is sore. <clears throat> poor little lung. <clears throat> That's, I mean, bro, you're alive. We're happy you're alive. Nobody had to know anything about the super random time me and my homeboys decided to meet up after years in Atlanta. And for some reason, somebody chose the meetup spot to be Diamonds. And I didn't know that was a strip club. And it happened to be amateur night. I didn't even know you could. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, bro. Somebody, uh, grandma got on stage. And uh, let me tell you. You know, old people get upset at you and they be like, yo, quit sagging. All right, let's go. Back on the scene, the women Janine, I'm bringing the facts, they know what I mean. Music comparisons, yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison. Back on the fast track, mighty and morphing my name. Morphin' like a gentleman, top of my class, a legend, I'm feeling like three stacks. Hey, word to Aaliyah, taking it back and forth. I'm feeling so one in a million. I'm feeling like Travis McCoy, gym class hero, wanting a billion. Hey, Jay on a holiday. Well, hello, people. Welcome to a very animated edition of Past the Ox. It's your boy Dwayne, known by a bevy of people. People you know very well, quite like myself, actually. And if you think this is something, you should see the pregames. But, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to just go around the room and just introduce these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. You know, the ones y'all know. Oh, so well. Starting with none other than <clears throat> the one down to my bottom right. Ladies <laughs> first being, you know, the Queen Classic, Miss Bougie Thuggy, one true favorite cousin, you know. Uh <clears throat> Janine. Hey everybody. <laughs> Speaking of classic. Literally, Ooh. right when you said the Queen of Clashit, my mom sent me a link. And the caption is the only app proven to help you drink less. This is what I just got today. But it's fine. They don't have they're, a problem. They're. Well. <laughs> well. As we <laughs> as we proceed to, to give you what you need. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but hey, good account. evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can't forget. The man to my right, you know, to your left, my right, wherever he is on your screen, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter. You know how it is. You can't forget him because he's undeniable. He is the hardest working man in the show. Place. He is the critique of, say it with me, people, Mwah. artists. And of course, he is none other than the podfather himself, Mr. Derry. Sir, what's happening, man? I'm just being like getting my win back, but I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. Yeah. Deep breaths, brother. Deep breaths. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like I haven't done cardio in like three years now. So. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I know someone who is doing cardio. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about none other than the man that you've seen on this very show last time. 
when we talked about the genius himself. You know, Big Swole, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the certified everyday genius, nonetheless. One of those known as Michigan's own, Chris. What's happening, sir? Good, I got my, my air horn. Uh, we're going to pretend. Beep, 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 beep. I'll introduce myself. <laughs> Um, imaginary confetti, and I just want to let everybody know if I had three nickels. Ooh, let's go! Let's go! That's not wow. You got sound effects. I I love it. I love it. Wow, that was that was that was really good. Thank you. Thank you. If I had three nickels, I'd have a dollar that was 85 cents short. <laughs> what? Don't you know, bump it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just hey. want to say that. <laughs> this is about to be the silliest. <laughs> Yo, hold on. <laughs> We're all actually sober. Like, that's what's really crazy. <laughs> Everyone is actually sober. Chris is not. No, I'm legit drinking protein. <laughs> creatine right now. That's it. I have not had a, a, a drop of liquor. God, man. Don't you know? <laughs> this is going to be one of those episodes. This is. Yep. <clears throat> Y'all strap yep. up, man. Strap it up. Like... Boy. Strap it up. Strap it up, strap it up, ladies and gentlemen, because you just never know. You oh never know God. what sound effects are coming. Just saying. Push, push, push. See? Oh. Yeah. And we're in here. We're there. We're there. We're Ooh. there. Yeah. All the way. So, guys. Yo. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Ox. The oh, greatest. Oh, <laughs> it is one heck of an intro. This is the greatest music audio podcast of all music audio podcasts of all time. Today, well, today is all about the man they call of many names. Many, many names, actually. Many, many names, you know. Uh, Louis Vuitton down. Jesus. Ye. Yay, Kanye, genius. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, all, all from all. However you look at them, however you name them, however you see fit, the man of many names. Today is all about the yay. So, guys, yo, you ready for a deep dive? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Hey man, my well, goggles. Well, I can't swim, but I'm good. You know, normally, normally we kick it off with the what's in your ears, but the best way to put this what's in your ears is this is a yay edition. So, guys, down to two. Yeah, let's talk about it. what's going on. It's been a long time. Okay, so let's pull in a little bit of plugged in action out of five yeah. oxes. 
what would you all give Donda to? <clears throat> you don't want to go first because you asked a question, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Smart heart. I see what you did there. <laughs> I got I'm a giving... feeling that. Oh, go ahead, bro. I'm giving it a five. Really? I'm giving it a five. I am. Um, I actually, I since we said we were gonna we were gonna talk about this, I've been working through Kanye's uh, catalog, mm -hmm. and uh, I think I left off on uh, 808s, but <clears throat> no, Life of Pablo, and um, yeah, yeah, I love that album, um, but. I need to go back and listen to Donda. That's that's what this told me. I need to go back and listen to Donda again. Because um, I don't really think I gave it a fair shake. Nope. Wow. So, it, hey, look, I, I, came, I came on this show when that album came out and I, I, was, I was hard on it. So I need to, um, that's, that's, what, that's what Donda 2, uh, taught me but it is also a shorter album too like it's not as long as Donda was so I think that also does help with it um but the production bro like like Kanye is the production on that album is amazing it's phenomenal it really is it really is. And every every time I heard him with Future as well, it made me actually think that, like, it started making me wonder, like, uh, uh, what other artists' albums would sound like if he was a producer. So I definitely want to hear, I know we talked about this before, but I, I definitely want to hear a, uh, a, a Drake album that is produced by Kanye. I, I really want to hear that. I, I also want to hear a J. Cole al uh, album produced by Kanye. Gotta go off. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I think the production on that album was just phenomenal. I, I, I got nothing else to say about it. Five. Mm. Anyone else? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'll go. Um, I feel like the first Donda was a five for me. Mm -hmm. So when I compare the two, I wouldn't give Donda two five. Okay. Um, the first Donda I could play like without skipping. I feel like there were moments I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this one on, on Donda two. Okay. But overall, the production is top tier as it always is. Mm -hmm. um, but in comparison to the first one, it almost felt like rushed a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I like it because he was getting personal. It, it was a lot of shots at Kim. It was a lot of shots at Skeet or whatever he calls him. <laughs> but I almost wish he presented it more like an 808 and Heartbreaks. I feel like he was able to get his feelings off on 808s and Heartbreaks a little bit better than he did on this one. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's a great fucking album. But I would give it maybe like a four. Definitely not a five, though. There were skippable uh, tracks for sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that this yeah. is a, a a perfect perfect album in that sense, but 
I think that the production is what made me push it to a five, even with those tracks where I'm just like, eh, I could I could do without listening to this again. Mm. Hey, gentlemen. I see that. Chris, as the guest on the show. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't, man. Really? Um, nah, not at all. I actually think it's like his bottom three albums. And he he genuinely disappointed me because I do agree with Janine in a lot of aspects where it definitely sounded rushed. And I think mm-hmm. Donda, the first one, masterful. The one thing that um, threw me off about Donda when it first dropped was it was not thematic. Sonically, it was like very consistent. Thematically, it was not, and a lot of albums like also sell their sounds by themes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was some random time I listened to like Donda too. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, not Donda too, Donda on shuffle, and the album sounded a lot better. Or you can even tell the amount of wow. thought and work that he put into it because you knew that he was doing a concert with Donda mm-hmm. to literally test the process structurally before he released the final product mm-hmm. it got released you know without him liking and it was like it is what it is and if you notice with the deluxe album not only did he add extra songs but he actually completely redid the order of some of the old songs so songs flow into each other a lot better okay yeah yeah, yeah. and you could just hear the thought and with down to two i felt so much of that was lacking um it was a very emotionally charged album which is okay if you got emotions, but I felt his stuff was very melancholy. Um, it was super. Is there are some areas that was like really dark and like really sad. Mm-hmm. And as an artist, I understand using art to be a release, but I think a lot of his stuff uh, ended up getting to a point where it was like unhinged mm-hmm. and it was so raw that it just got like really dark and almost depressing in some areas. Um, too many shots at Kim where it was like really he was reading out of a diary as opposed to like actually just making good music and it's like all right I hear this beat and you're upset at Kim all right next song you're upset at Kim next song you're upset at Pete and Kim next song you're upset at Kim again next song yo you miss your kids and you love Jesus dang you still upset at Kim all right next song and it's like bro we get it yeah you know what I'm saying? But like, it also takes away from your art, just how um, a lot of artists did promo runs before they drop an album. It's like, dude, you're in the news every day. Now, on a separate but related issue, do I think Kim is innocent in all this? No, not at all. And I'm not going to be one of those people that just because Kim is seen as the sweetheart and Kanye is seen as the bully, seen, is seen to be the bully, to act like she's like escaped this. No, you know what I'm saying? You have a woman who was what exited her third or fourth marriage. All of them were short-lived. You know what I'm saying? You have a family that is full of people who are all in power uh, for only God knows what, technically speaking. You know what I'm saying? And it even got to a point where earlier in the marriage that Kim even said that like Kanye's mental health issues weren't real. And he got diagnosed being bipolar depressive. So it's one of those, like, when you know those backstories and how it, like, leads up to what he was doing for the album, 
you could tell he was really releasing a lot. And I don't think this was the type of stuff that should have been released on record or at least the way he did it. And I think it was the fact that he is a genius and he can do it, that he did it and he put it out. And I just really felt like he shouldn't have, or he should have taken some more time and uh, presented it more artistically if he was going to do it. And for that, I give it uh, two oxes. I just, I just couldn't rock with it. I'm mad at that. Hmm. So, Chris, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. You said bottom three albums. What about the girls' worst three? Um, definitely this one. Um, the other one is is Yay. Mm-hmm. And. I'm torn. I'm torn. As much as I wanted to say Jesus is King, uh, I think it was it was it was solid in its own right. I really say the third album. This is not in order, right? But Yay, Donda Two, and um, Jesus. I love Jesus. I think Jesus was like Jesus for Common was the equivalent of when Common did the Electric Circus. And that's when Common came out of the relationship with Badu and he dropped Electric Circus mm-hmm. and the immediate album following Electric Circus is B. Mm-hmm. So you went from like, yo, what are you doing? You went from mm-hmm. like, from like water from chocolate to Electric Circus to B. Mm-hmm. Kanye went from like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to Jesus mm-hmm. to Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's an outlier for a reason because mm-hmm. common at the time was like he literally said he was like yo i wasn't listening to any rap at all and i was like let me make an album it was like yeah man, we can tell <laughs> and, and kaya is like yo i'm really feeling myself i'm gonna do whatever and it's like we can tell mm-hmm. you had a couple of fire beats with like send it up you know what i'm saying blood on the leaves uh bound to like again the production was nice but it was like what you doing bro like you know how many times we had to hear that stuff play randomly on the radio for it actually hit yeah 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 no that's true i think one of the things that um because i was um like going back through the through his uh discography I think one of the things that kind of hit hard is that he's not focused on lyrics. At I hate all. that. And that that's the one that's actually what what um threw me with Donda, which is why I kind of like, eh, whatever. So because I was already with Donda, I was already thinking of it not as a lyrical album. I, I wasn't going into Donda 2 expecting lyricism. I was really? literally I was not. I was not. I was only going into Donda 2 listening for it, to it for production value. That is it. And that's why I don't think I was actually disappointed with it. Because I was disappointed going to Donda expecting lyricism. And then I, it was just like, you know, like early Yay was more mm-hmm. lyrical. Like that's early Yay put thought into, into, into his penmanship. Uh, you know, I almost feel like Life of Pablo was was 
it was a really good album, but that was probably where I would say like the lyricism started to take a nosedive a little bit. I think it started with Jesus, but he didn't do it with every song on Jesus. Right. He did right, it with right, a, right. a sprinkle of them. Right. And, and T Lop was just like, <sighs> yeah. But that's why it's so hard for me to like, it's like, do I accept this from Kanye? You know what I'm saying? Like, we yes. have a choice. But that, that's the hard part. Like, when I say, like, I'm a Yay fan, like, I remember, like, discovering Yay on accident in 03. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago. And I'm at a corner store. I pick up a mixtape. And this is dude named Kanye West on the tape. And I'm like, who is this? And it was through the wire. And from that point forward, and that's like eighth grade, you know what I'm saying? I remember when he dropped College Dropout. Mm-hmm. LimeWire and BearShare are huge in 04. Mm-hmm. I'm finding all these tracks I had never knew. All these feature verses that I never knew. And I'm like, yo, pen game is nuts. Yeah. Like, the flips. Like, he was the penultimate creative genius for me. Mm-hmm. I've been like riding for Ye in the sense where I'm like, yo, I think he is this level point blank period. Don't argue with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to see him drop off from literally making one of my favorite lines in history, mayonnaise color bins, I push miracle whips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like this auto tune mush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you on that, but I think that's I think that's why it's Ugh. like it's not shocking anymore. That's why. Like that's why. That's why I'm not listening. He has it, but you're not like again. I wasn't going into into this album thinking this was going to be a lyrical piece. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the only reason <clears> why. Like I don't I don't want to like we're gonna talk about it later, but. He didn't want to be put into his box of a producer, right? Early on, right? He wanted to be known as a rapper. And he he's not rapping. So I'm I'm almost wondering, like, should he just move back over to producer? Like he can't. I know he can't. I know he won't, because that's literally not what he would do. But It's almost like like you're questioning does he have it anymore to be lyrical and that's that's where i'm 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 torn because like with the greats you're not you're not like jay-z you're not wondering if he's if he can still be lyrical we've heard some of his stuff lately where it's kind of like bro come on like that's not that ain't it but he can we we know he is still <laughs> lyrically sharp like he he never fell off lyrically um and I'm kind of wondering, like, what, like, is, is that the thing with Kanye, or is it because, you know, he's just going through all this stuff with, with Kim and 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 putting himself into a position where he's allowed himself to get ridiculed so much uh, on a, on a grand scale that this is what's just dominated his his mental to the point where it's is a creative block lyrically. Because it's not a creative block from the producer side. 
Um, I think the best explanation we have starts with J. Cole. And his verse mm -hmm. for Ye and False Prophets mm -hmm. is nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. And he just clearly outlined it really simple. He's got a lot of yes men, and they should have told him no, and they were telling him yes. Yeah, yeah. And you think about this point now, where at that critical juncture when when Dr. Donda died, mm. you know, and um, Cootie said it. He was like, "Me, yay, we hadn't spoken." He shows there's a gap of like six years, yeah. and it's like that's when we saw all this happen. That's when Jesus came out. You know what I'm saying? He went from still like swagger on a hundred thousand trillion, you know, up on um forever. Mm -hmm. And that's like 2012. In the next yeah. year, he goes to Jesus. Yeah. How do you actually stay in lane with Lil Wayne and J. Cole and Eminem and, and Drake on a song and the next year you go to Jesus? And it was like people were just, yeah, man, that's yeah, put that out. You know what I'm saying? And and dealing with a narcissist who also is like bipolar depressive, I can tell you from personal experience, which I know I'm not going to get into like a super deep dive on this show, you know what I'm saying? But like, I grew up with that. Like, not me personally, like having BPD, but, you know, very, very close to me. And so it's like, you get to a point where if you are left unchecked, it is something that literally grows and grows and grows and it gets more difficult to restrain. And it's really like, okay, the person who has BPD really has to check it themselves. You throw narcissism in the mix, it's like Bane with the steroids, right? That's why yeah. Bane looks so huge anybody knows about Batman. It's because he is Batman with steroids. And it's like, you can't stop it now. It's it's impossible to stop it. And he's going to have to do so much walking back mentally in order to go where he is now because everybody is literally supporting whatever crap he does. Mm. Period. And it's terrible. Like, Ye is lost. Yeah. Like We're we, we not going to get the bars back. Yeah. You can't be this creative as you are now and just all of a sudden forget the lyrics. No. Dumb lyrical. But he cares more about just being expressive. That's why Playboy Cardi got multiple songs on the album. Like, yeah, Playboy yeah, Cardi yeah. is pure trash. Yeah. Pure trash. And if you're hearing this, Cardi, you suck. And, like, he shouldn't have been on the album. But he was. And Ye supports it. And it's like, dang, so this... It's done. It's done. My man just let a garbage pail pull up to the booth. Mic drop. <laughs> right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, somebody um, had had to say it, and damn it, Chris, thank you for saying it. But I, I, yeah, I think you yeah, said it best. Yeah. Um, He's more concerned about being expressive. Now, that's ultimately what I was going to say. I think yeah, he's fully capable of being lyrical still. I don't, I don't think that he's lost it. I just think that he doesn't care to do it anymore. He's like, I've already done that. I've already proved that. Now, I just want to 
like I want my my lines to hit or I want them to stand out. It's not the best lyricism, but there's like these quotable lines. You know what I mean? You know what happened? We overlooked it the whole time. I like the sound effects. It's the <laughs> we, overlooked, we, we overlooked it this whole time, though. Man, that was the Kardashian curse on Ye. Yo. We thought Ye was good this whole time. Ye went from like, all right, blood on the leaves, we the new slaves, and it was like, hey, this dude's spitting. The next thing you know, oh, that was gone. The dude even made a whole track talking about I miss the old Kanye, the black and gold Kanye. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You literally know what you're not doing. You're telling us you know you're not doing it. Yeah. And you got a wife that's like, oh my God, Kanye, that's so awesome. You know, now look, she ain't even messing with black dudes no more. She built a career on black people. And she went to Pete Davidson. I like Pete. Pete's funny. I fool with him on Geico. He's not black, though. Kanye, he, he sacrifices blackness to break the Kardashian curse. I'm playing. I'm playing. There's something like that. I'm just playing. All right, keep going. <laughs> Sunk in place, maybe. What did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> All right, keep going. This is true. Yo. This is true. I mean, I'm saying all this while I'm eating collard green stocks. So, you know, stocks. <laughs> uh, don't I tell you what I say with a grain of salt. You feel me? <laughs> what did you think about the album, Dwayne? Yeah, Dwayne. <laughs> what did I think about this album? What is there to think about it? <sighs> I'm, 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 mm. you know, I have no thoughts, honestly, because of the fact that it's, um, it's, it's, uh, well, for one, it's a live album, so it's subject change literally next week and be completely different than what you just heard. Two months from now, this could be the same album in a whole different version. I hope so. Uh, it's literally a live album, so it's one of those albums that won't really stay the same per se. Uh, there's going to be so many versions of it, it's going to be not even funny, but I don't know, I kind of I have to look at it like uh, I did go into it with lyricism hopes, but then again, not really, because again, like, I can't speak on... Uh, I don't know life of Pablo all that well enough to to judge it. Uh, he's just <laughs> same with that. I don't know well enough to speak and give opinions on it. I I tuned Kanye out after probably my dark twisted fantasy, and it took a while for me to even get to that. Before I was like, okay, wait, this is the AI. I remember it's just a little darker, but okay, cool. Uh, I remember Yay, but I was like, okay, you know, I didn't really like get my production is always production. It's always there. Mm -hmm. You're always gonna hear like a beat that just gets you like, okay, this is dope. Mm -hmm. 
but the lyricism side, man, just, you know, you're like, eh, is it really still there anymore? I don't know. The, the, the Kardashian thing kind of adds effect to that in a sense of, geez, man, did it really like take his uh, lyricism completely away like that? You know, they just did a freaking Space Jam alien talent him out there like that for no reason. And it just took all the talent away. You know, I don't know. You know, it's it's really, really tough. And see, it's funny because I was listening to feature Kanye all day today. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. From the polo Ooh. fleece to the Jesus piece. I got family in high places like Jesus niece. Am I please? Say my piece. Y'all fresh to death and then I'm deceased. I'm a FedEx, my love, and send the, uh, you know, all my heart. Like, it just, man, when you listen to Future Kanye, you know, Pop Queens and everything, <laughs> not to brag, but if it add up, mm -mm, nigga, that's madness. Game me madness. How you gonna call out all these? Knowing that they damn well gonna call me. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you listen to these Kanye's and then you forward back to what you have now, it's like no comparison at all. Mm -hmm. Ironically, meanwhile, while Chris brought up Jesus, again, an album that I didn't really just listen to at all. I mean, I think I got around to listening to it one day eventually, but I, I, I between that and Life of Pablo, I don't remember them enough to really like, give you full opinions on them. I just went back to say, let me try to listen to it. And sure, production was always there, but it, it just didn't grab me the same as anything before. My dark twisted fantasy on back just never grabbed me the same. So like, yeah. now Donda I make exception for, um, even Jesus is king because those two, not for lyricism, but they're, they're they're memorable to me in their own ways because of production, because I'm hearing them everywhere. I'm hearing athletes and commercials, and they're literally everywhere with certain ones where you're just like, okay, it's very clear that his production will never leave him, right? Mm -hmm. That gift will never leave him for sure. So Derek, you had the right mindset in doing what you did. Like features, when you say, it's almost like he was just doing features with anybody at this point. Yeah. Yeah, Soldier Boy. You know, you got Soldier Boy, you got freaking Migos, you got Jack Harlow was just a freaking disappointment. His verse is like, such a disappointment. I'm like, who, what? Why is he on the song? The same reason Jay Z gave up boo boo verse. I was just like, dog, what is this for? You know, like it just didn't make sense to me. It was not a good collab at all, honestly. It was not. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shoot, I mean, honestly, the only collabs I really liked was what he did with Future and what he kind of did with Triple X to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had to say that was uh, that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah, I would say it was it was mostly those. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that was that was that was that too. So it's it's one of those things where um you can't. It's hard to really judge this one, man, because I mean, there's a lot of albums to grade this against. And if I'm grading this against lyrical Kanye, it's at the bottom of the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm putting this up against even 2010, yay, then it's still kind of at the bottom of the bottom mm -hmm. to a degree, yeah. right? Uh, 
it's crazy you got to do it like that and break it off for decades you know but like this it's 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 i don't think there's anything memorable about this one just yet i agree with nina since the, this does feel a little rushed because it's like yo donna one literally just came out to find out donna two's already here yeah i mean you, what do you even go up against yeah you know having you hit you went up against drake with with donna one it was one of those things where it was like okay now that that makes sense hey freaking Jesus went up against born center yeah born center bro born center nice born but you know blood on the leaves is, is not touching runaway freaking team. graduation went against Curtis that was okay see what I'm saying yeah no, that's, like, that's a good point that's a good point. It's so I mean, if I'm gonna rate it, I almost feel like I want to give it a three just because the production was good enough. But hmm. I just wasn't feeling these features, man. Outside of a few people, it's just like, man, this is just like these felt like bonus tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did, yeah. it did. What you get? Yeah. yeah. Can I ask all this though? Because I kind of I think part of another reason why I was looking at the way I was looking at it is because. I'm starting to feel as if Kanye musically, <clears throat> excuse me, decided to go into the new era of, of hip hop with more so being a vibe than even focusing on lyricism. And that's Ooh, what I'm start. That's what I'm feeling with Kanye now. Like, that's why I don't think that I I went into Donna 2 thinking about lyricism. I went into it thinking about vibe. See, I would agree with that. But that fool created the doggone vibe. Yes. 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 Okay. The vibe exists because he created it. Yes. So that can't yes. even be something you can even say. Yes. He created no, it. I think it both this, matters. This this sound right now is the fault of two men, Kanye and Lil Wayne. They are the two reasons. Call me if I'm wrong. Drugged I, I, out. Drugged out. So it's it, it goes. Uh, I don't think you can put it on two people. I don't think you can put it on two people. Um, I agree with both y'all points though about the whole vibe thing. Because me and one of my uh my bros, one of my best bros, we were talking about this. And this before I changed my mind on Donda because I was like, eh. And I heard it on Shuffle and was like, oh, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is one of the top four hip-hop albums of the year, Hikey. Mm -hmm. Um, Quick side note, shout out to Isaiah Rashad. You really had, like, low-key the best hip-hop album last year. Yeah. Like, the house is burning this fire. All right, back to A. So it's like season. <laughs> Keep it a buck, please. Keep it a buck with Derek. Even it a buck about the offseason. It's yeah. top 10. Um, one of my biggest beats with J. Cole is J. Cole don't really have a lot of replay value in his albums. I've always disliked it for that. I mean, like J. Cole lyrically is top like notch. 
But Did honestly, you... my, my favorite artist out of the whole Dreamville camp is and has always been Boz. He has did the you... best sounds. Did, did did you just you just uh, I'm sorry for sidetracking you from you just, your main point. Wait a minute, you just you just big Sean J. Cole. I, I, that that just oh, so not. so let's put it like this. No J. replay Cole, value. J. Cole has replay value off the strength of fanaticism, not off the strength of his actual production and his music. So people be like, yo, That's... how you heard this? How you heard that? And it's like cool. But I don't want to just all the time ride around. Actually, it's rare that I want to ride around and, and listen to anything from like Forest Hills Drive. Like, let's be real. Nobody's talking about for your eyes only. The only people that I heard talk about that was my was. homies that got married and they was like, all right, yeah, I fold clothes. And that's it. Because the, the title track has more precedent than the actual lyrics. And that's why it's like, when you compare it to other folks he dropped, I mean, see other folks that drop under the label. It's like, have you heard Milky Way? Like, have you heard Too High to Riot? Right, right, right. No, I, I, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Like, but for your eyes only. See, I think people get on for your eyes only as if this is a horrible album. It's not a horrible. No, album. it's not. It's it's a married it's, album. It's I'm a, not married. Okay, neither am I. But I love the album. It's it's You're married. No, to who? I play. <laughs> Don't put me out there like that, bro. Like I am not married. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm married to the game, which is this. Like you said, don't put me out there like that. You say, you know. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, but I, I thought for your eyes only was was that was that was a a, a personal thing for him for us telling his friend's story, right? That, I think that's why a lot of people like get on it in terms of saying that it wasn't a good album. Because people just a lot of people just don't understand the the story behind that that whole thing. Cool. That's fine. So you can say that one is more so for the fans, right? Cool with you on that. I'm cool with you on that. Cool with you on that. But to say he has no replay value, I, I, that that, that low low farce. replay value. Low replay value is a farce. No. I mean, look, if I'm we not rocking about making with that, personal bro. album, but. But I, I'm not trying to sidetrack you from your main point about Kanye, bro. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. I, so I just want to say this because I do remember. But we're talking about, like, dropping personal albums. Um, I just don't think how they did it is the way to go. Two of my biggest gripes with J. Cole has always been production. And um, the second one is always production. Everybody is not made to be an everyman. You know what I'm saying? You can have the talent to do a lot of things. For, for all my people who, who follow the Bible, you know what I'm saying? I believe it was uh, Peter who said, I can do a multiple, you know, I mean, I can do a multitude of things and not all things benefit me. It was either Peter or Paul. I want to say it was Peter. I haven't read the Bible in a long time, so I'm not sure. Hey, it's all good, bro. It's all good. Nevertheless, the point of that is like, I got a ton of skills to do a ton of things, mm-hmm. but that don't mean I should be doing everything, right? Like, everything ain't going to benefit me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what, like, that's the same beef that I have with Crit. I love Crit. I've seen Crit in concert, like, four times. I lived in Mississippi for literally a third of my life. Like, especially, like, very formative years, like, through college and post-college. Like, mad love for Crit. He also fizzled out because he produced majority of his stuff. Yes, you can do it, but you don't have 
the I shouldn't say you don't have, but you don't produce with the wherewithal of like a Lil John or a Timberland or a Pharrell who actually mix up their stuff. And you're talking to a guy that make beats. I've been making beats and rapping since I was 14. So one thing that a lot of people fall into is a BPM trap. You either do something at the same tempo or you will double the tempo and then you will just like cut the speed of your lyrics, right? So that's when people try to do like either double time or they do half time, but mm-hmm. it's like the same thing. And if you fall into the same range, that's why when you listen to um, J. Cole, when he dropped Sideline Story, you listen to um, In the Morning, Mr. Nice Watch, all, they all have very similar BPMs. And that's what separates him from a Kanye when you listen to a college dropout or a late registration or a graduation or 808s. Regardless of how you feel about the lyrics or the mood, there is a stark contrast between a breathe in, breathe out, between a we don't care, between the spaceships, between the last call, like between even skits with school spirit. Like, mm-hmm. because the creativity switches up BPMs, cadences, and patterns. That is the actual musical mindset. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those gripes that I had with Cole. It's like, bro, that's not you. You get cool sounds, but you don't do enough with the music. And so your stuff has low replay value because it tends to be repetitive. And you're so creative that you're putting all this creativity over the same doggone thing every time. So what do you like more, lyricism or production? Which 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 attracts you to an artist more? Because I think oh. for me with with I think that's why with Cole I'm able to replay because I'm just listening more so for the lyricism. Uh, it's um it's it's twofold for me, right? Because I care about like again, you're talking to somebody that did both. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the beat is going to hook me in first. Mm. And then what you put over the beat is going to keep me there. And when I say what mm. you put over the beat, it's multifold. Mm. Not only what words you're saying, I want to hear your cadences. I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for a dope cadence or a fire flow. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't care if it's fast or slow because you got people like Too Short, and Too Short is infectious because. He literally just knows what to do. Slow and steady, and he wins the race every time. Mm-hmm. I told the DJ, play a song. Son of son of son. Like, you don't even care what he's saying. That. It's just like, mm-hmm. like, he's just riding. You ain't got to be twister. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, like, Cole is like, there was a funny meme, and it showed feature Cole versus regular Cole. And it said, feature Cole is the Incredible Hulk, and album Cole is Professor Hulk. Like when it show like they're Hulk. Okay. So okay. So you see, like they're okay. both Hulk. That's not that's not bad though. That's yeah, not bad. Though. And that's why in yeah. Avengers, they're like, yeah. hey, get angry. He's like, guys, that calmed down a lot. You know, he's mm-hmm. wearing his glasses, he's still in Hulk form, he eating at the diner. You're like, yo, that's the Hulk. He's like, No, me and the big guy had a talk. Like, no, nah. you you miss <laughs> uh, Hulk angry. Uh. like that's what you're looking for. <laughs> like when you put Cole on a feature, it's like, hey, fam, you 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 want Cole on your feature? I mean, he even hopped on Benny the Butcher track and said, "Man, if I did a feature with Jesus, I'd probably go to hell." Because yeah, he know yeah. he a monster on features. Yeah, yeah. to even yeah. say something that audacious. Yeah, actually, that was the other way around. He said, "If I go to hell, Jesus asked for a feature." Yeah. Okay, hey, but it's the same thought. But the same thought. Same thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just like, bro, you bold, but it's like. You can't lie. You one of them people that 
if you put you on a feature like like he's he's entered the echelons of of the M&Ms when it comes to like feature games. You know, it's funny you mentioned that entire situation yep. though. Uh I guess to to piggyback off of what Derek said in terms of like do you listen to production or lyrics like that Benny the Butcher album is a perfect example of that because I feel you, Chris, in terms of beat grabbing first because he was smart to make that song with J. Cole the very first album, yeah. uh, the very first song on the album because after that song, it was just kind of like, uh, all right. I wasn't really feeling Tana talk like that. I'm gonna nothing, nothing, nothing else was really grabbing me after that song. It was like, oh, I mean, he's spitting, yeah. but no beat is grabbing me right now, like not yeah. one. But that one with J. Cole grabbed me though. The beat rise is a vibe. I want to freestyle to it. So I'm just, yeah. I, you know, it's on my list of freestyles. So I get it. I, um, it just sometimes it just uh, what it is. That's a quick, quick other tangent until I walk back all these tangents back to the point where yay. Let me get on that freestyle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it, man. I'm with it. You know, hey. I, that that's that one is on my freestyle list. Between that and Diet Coke, I have I have a lot to say on these two. Okay, I have a okay. lot to say I, on these nice. two. When nice. on a separate but related note, when we talk about again like storytelling, I think there's a masterful way to do it. Um, because I think four 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 was one of the dopest story albums yes ever yes 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 like he literally told the story of his infidelity his childhood his mother coming out the closet like why he's not a christian and and everything else and i think about all the bars he said shouting out god not believing in god and i'm like hold on this is conflicting then he finally unpacks this and he does it in such a crafty way where you're just listening to like bam you're listening to Four, four, four. Like you're listening to him over the production, and it's like, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about certain songs, like when Big Sean dropped Freshman Ten. Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, I, 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 bro, I was in the gym listening to Freshman Ten. Had never heard it. I'm like legit mid set pre workout is pumping, and it was so nuts to hear him tell the whole story of what's going on in his life since the freshman cover, and like walking back from the freshman cover, mm-hmm. how he was on there with OJ the Juice Man, J Cole never made it, you know what I'm saying? Didn't know any of these people. I stopped and I wrote fifty bars to it instantly, because mm-hmm. it was such a well crafted story. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's like when you look at like the Donda two, it's like. You have better ways of like telling a story. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye's done it before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. you listen to a spaceship and he talks about like they take me to the back and cab me, asking me about some khakis, but let some black people walk in. I bet you they show off their token blackies. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, you hear what he did with Last Call. That's like a 12 minute song, and it's probably the most beautiful song on that whole album because of his ability to tell a story. Yeah, yeah. He just threw all that to the wind. Yeah. And it's like, fam. Just, well, but no well, I'll say, but but tying all that into the end, my my beef with it, and also understanding what Kanye does for the listeners who may have gotten a little confused. Ultimately, I think Kanye is responsible for creating a sound, but going back to what J. Cole said and False Prophets, also writing a sound. 
So he rides what might be a current wave and what people are listening to. And then he creates something off of that. It's really dope to be that innovative. It's also problematic that because you care so much about innovating, you don't really care about developing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what disappoints me with him. Again, knowing that he still has the ability to have bars, craft mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. like actually make very creative ventures. Mm-hmm. And he just threw that to the wind just to make a new wave. Because whatever Gay puts out, hip hop follows. Yeah, they yeah. did it with Yeezus. They did it with T-Lock. You know what I'm saying? They definitely did it. Even though Yay wasn't like a good album, like they still bit the sound and like the, the, the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And my homie told me like what Ye tends to do is he's like a, a time capsule. Every album Ye puts out is like a time capsule of what's happening right now mm-hmm. and what's to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm asking if that if that's just where he is right now in terms of artistry because I think that's what he's more so focused on. I don't think he's focused on the lyricism at all. I think it's just the sound. It's the vibe. It's what he wants to to command and focus on. I think after the map, that's that's the theme of the album. It's yeah. Me. I think um quite honestly, seeing how resilient he is, even at 45, like he's still killing it, right? Right, right. And one of his peers is an OG who is literally 50. And you don't think of Jay-Z as 50. You think of Jay-Z as Jay-Z. And I think it's just the resiliency that Ye has that give him a couple years to have a good arrangement with Kim, make sure things are good with the kids. You know, he's able to unpack and, like, you know, uh, soothe over his feelings from the divorce and feeling, like, betrayed or left and, and all that thing. I mean, all those things. And I still think he might go out like his opus, like his album, like legit is going to be like, all right, we're going we gonna to see like MJ put up 50 at the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we I think we can still see that and, and we are going to see that. Yeah. Nah, um, the crazy thing about, about Ye is he is our... He's our generation's Quincy Jones. Heck yeah. I, I don't know anybody who will argue that or should argue that. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they don't know who Quincy Jones is and like what he's done. Mm-hmm. Crazy to think about, man. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> side note yeah. is the fact that also going back to your uh, Kim and Kardashian theory, all I'm saying is. Amber Rose caused my dark twisted fantasy, and there's a major difference between that and Donda too. So she's mixed with black. So you know, um, big difference. All right, for for people listening, look, there are a lot of things that I say that are heavily tinged with cynicism. I do a lighter tinge of sarcasm. And some things I'm just straight out clowning on. I believe Amber Rose is literally going to be a blend of all three of those with a sprinkle, not a sprinkle, a sprinkle of seriousness. Culturally, Amber Rose is far more connected than Kim Kardashian. 
Amber Roses literally half black. She just happens to be of the lighter skinned variety of black, but she is like verbatim, like uh, I forgot the um the country, but it's, it's a Caribbean country, and like that is literally like her ancestry. She just so happens to be light skinned, and I think having that proximity to the culture and like growing up with it is completely different than having a proximity to the culture and growing up around it because there are nuances that you cannot explain to literally just live out and so regardless of your stance or your thoughts or feelings about amber rose there are things that she understands on levels kim kardashian will never understand so it's borderline fetishism for the kardashians to end up with black dudes because that ain't necessarily their culture you know what I'm saying? Now you talk about uh like the, the Jenners and that proximity to OJ. That's a little different too. Hence why Jay-Z made the story of OJ, because OJ thought he was somebody and something that he wasn't until he ended up catching all of that and is like, nah, OJ, you ain't it either. And so to have this mindset to feel like you're part of it, right? Because Kim K was never accepted until all these years later, she started getting black men out of jail. And then you start hearing the comical, but the real whispers of, is she for the culture? Because you never knew. You just knew that any prominent black man who was a star of any sort got with her and they ended up having some tragic happen to their life or their career. And that's, I, I wish I could even joke about that, but that was like factual. It was yeah, like yeah, six yeah. or seven in a row. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like OBJ season went to trash, like Reggie Bush, like his career fizzled out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Chris Humphreys got out. That's what I'm saying. He lost the Heisman. Chris Humphreys got out of the league. Like, does he, he count? Chris Humphreys. Does he count? He mixed. Yeah, he's black. Is so he? it's like, yeah. Wow. It don't. It don't matter how late he's black. They they want they want that touch of a, a black, and, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like. When they touch it, it's like it, it crumbles, bro. And 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 that's the thing. It's oh, mm. uh, it's you didn't get that with Amber Rose yeah. because she is black. She understands these nuances, and yes, she is curvaceous and pretty, just like Kim. But she ain't paid for it. She was born with it. Kim paid for that. They literally tried to borrow from the culture aesthetically, visually. You know what I'm saying? Like audibly, like they literally stole from the culture, snuck on in, slick ruined it, and then they stayed on top of it because they stayed on top of it. You feel me? Yeah, the track record's insane. Wasn't Blake Griffin dating a, a, a one of them? And what happened to his career? Oh, generous. Yeah. His, his, and he finally got, ain't that he, Ben Simmons guy still with one? Hence the I ain't never heard of a man yeah. getting the epidural okay, so. before. Yeah. Bro, I, I that was my first time ever hearing that too. But Ben Simmons got one. Yeah. And he's with yeah. a he's with a Kardashian, one right? One of the so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Explains it all. Absolutely no clock and got traded away. He, he left, did get a uh, ring though, but that was because of LeBron. <laughs> exactly. So, so you gotta you gotta think about it though. Here, here's the glow yeah. of Kyle Kuzma. He, he's with a, a Jenner. He's getting no clock. He's he's literally talking to reporters. I don't know what my role is on the team. Mm-hmm. You don't say that professionally. Yeah, yeah. And that's how terrible your time is. Now you break up with the Jenner 
you get with a beautiful black woman in Winnie Harlow, and now you are starting for the Wizards. You're averaging like 15 points a game. You're a mainstay. Everybody loves you, and nobody talks about anything you do from here on out. It's like it's funny, yeah. but like the proof yeah. is also in the pudding. It's like literally that's one of a, those tragedies that you laugh at, but like it's so tragic, but it's so real. Track record. That slick makes you wonder why Lamar wants to go back with Chloe, though. The nigga got on crack. Well, he. In her defense, I was saying her defense. That was already a thing. That it was, was kind like of already doing crack. That that was like that was like the whole Whitney okay, Houston, Bobby Brown thing. Right. I don't want to. Blame her for the crack. Ooh, ooh, Cause you gotta blame Whitney for Bobby. Cause you oh, gotta blame. Yeah, yeah. And Tristan, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. another no, Tr- Tr- Tristan was already a cheater, but I feel like after he got with her, he, he got sloppy. Level. Yeah, he he did yeah. get sloppy with that. Yeah, like, like, bro. but I will say, as far as his career went, his career went from like, hey, I'm a bona fide starter on the Cavs, busting heads to, yeah, I've been on like three teams in like one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when he was in Boston, that was tragic. Facts. That was Boston. tragic. <laughs> Boston See? was tragic. Sacramento is... was tragic. Uh, Chicago was tragic. Facts. Yeah. Got all other teams. <sighs> it was yeah, Lamar. Lamar. Lamar, Lamar did leave the Clippers and go to the Mavs. This is a you know dang shame, man. And then, I and think, then um, James Harden. James Harden was with with Chloe. For a hot second, and then and then when he hurt his knee, that's wait. And then when he broke up with her, when he broke up with her, he 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 like he like uh, I forgot which uh, record he broke. He, he did. He, he broke, he broke one of the records for uh, either threes and triple doubles or something. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after like, the breakup, like after the breakup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that yeah. getting with that family is is a death sentence, and I this think is, it's like. Those are the only women I've ever seen that have been, especially in even today's climate, as wild as today's climate is, with feminism clashing with classic patriarchy, clashing with sexual freedom, clashing with, yo, you still for the streets. Those are the women who have been with everybody high profile. Everybody know it. And everybody's like, I still want to wipe them up. And it's Mm -hmm. like... I have never seen that in my life. And I feel like the Kardashian cooter is the equivalent of the ring in Lord of the Rings. And everybody wants it, but it's like, you go crazy using this like, bro, the power ain't even worth it. But it's like, ah, it's Kim K, my precious. And it's like, all right, bro, that's your career though. And and she looks exactly like that underneath all that surgery. So yeah. Yeah, because I saw her without makeup and I'm like, you're a phony. But you know, if anybody caught that reference. <laughs> but uh yeah man it's just like you ain't even have to do this man yikes i just be upset at i don't know man one of the dopest quotes man i love the south and all my years i spent there because i caught so many euphemisms that put me on game but one of my favorite ones is for those of y'all who don't think fat meat greasy and they stay thinking that they gonna be good no i'm better than the kardashians it's like Bro, she ruined OBJ, Reggie Bush, James Harden, and now we're seeing the demise of Kanye. What make you think you so good? 
to be fair, Chris Humphreys was never up there, though. <laughs> you got so much beef with him. <laughs> you got so much beef with him. I do because he was on the well, Celtics during this time. This this was this was I mean in Chris Humphrey's defense, he actually still was making NBA rosters though. Now we also Foster. talking about the same time when there was like people who are better and were available, but he beat them out somehow. He yeah, did always miraculously on, end up on the team somehow. It was, I can't hate on the bro. You got to think about it. The man was still making millions. Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna get mad about that. I'm That's just saying. Thing. I'm he just took saying. Away his millions. Yeah. That's, That's hilarious. That's that's what she did with him. She took away his millions. He was never great. But well, he's broke. Speaking oh, of millions. not. I, I think air quotes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Spotify that's... people couldn't see that. Yeah, Spotify yeah, people yeah. did air yeah. quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. This was a this was a great trip. <laughs> a good trip. Hey man, I'm the long that was a good trip. Line of Kardashian. So yes, bottom line though. Are dope. Bottom line though, Kanye. You're, you're, are you guys expecting Kanye to put out another album in the next couple of years that will harken back to lyricism, or is, you think this is just where we are with Kanye? I think I this is where we are with Kanye. I think so too. I don't think he cares. I don't either. I, I know, know he don't care. You know, I, I think he does. He's the, of, he's the equivalent of the hurt person that says, I don't care, but they say that because they do care. However, they're acting out in defiance of what they actually need to address. And Kanye cares a lot about his artistry. So if you like show your disapproval of his artistry, he's going to change up to be the person that beats everybody who is accepted. So in order to get lyrical Kanye, we need rappers to we not rappers we need civilians to keep it real with him and be like fam that wasn't good but i think one of the most difficult aspects of kanye at this point is the dollar and it's the same argument people use against the m&m mm-hmm. that i think is fueling kanye and a lot of people don't accept Eminem. And I know people are like, what is he talking about? So y'all hear me out. A lot of people don't always accept Eminem, especially black people in the culture of rap. Mm-hmm. Is me and one of the goats because he's white. Mm-hmm. And they're like, because white people are the ones buying his records. Yes, he definitely appealed to white people like none other when it came to rap. But he legitimately has talent. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's actually self-aware of this. Mm-hmm. For Kanye... Even if black people disapprove of him after the whole slavery remark, like splitting the vote, you know, whatever you may feel, other goofy stuff that he's done, he still has support from who is over 60% of the U.S. and white people. He has so much support from them financially to still like stream or purchase his stuff, even if we think that is trash as a black community. 
that he's going to feel like he is still acclaimed. And so by that virtue, it's difficult for where you came from, how hard you was repping Chicago, how hard you was being the voice of black people to even notice, unless by word of mouth, that you're actually not accepted on the level that you were because of what you're doing. And so it's going to be really yeah. interesting to notice is he conscious enough to realize who he was doing it for ain't checking for him like that no more. I agree. I agree with that. Enough said, man. So the only thing left to really ask is a transition to you guys. Speaking of the old Kanye, speaking of the transition, speaking of the evolution. Mm-hmm. Now, we covered part one in an earlier episode. But guys, since two and three have released, and now you have seen this entire mm. collection of Genius as a whole, I must know, what are you guys' thoughts over this entire documentary leading us up to present-day Kanye? We'll let Janine kick it off. Wine. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> why? Oh, 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 Kanye's drive and in, in, in his passion and his obsession to like prove that he was more than just a producer is just mind boggling. And it was frustrating for me to watch it. Like, he fought so hard to get a record deal and to be a part of the rock, offered them to still not give him the the fucking studio time like he had to borrow studio time or like hustle up his own studio time and damn near record his first album before they're like you know what maybe we should be giving you a chance and then just to see that like they were just overlooking his talent and genius is is frustrating i agree with that i think um what this showed me excuse me, is that what we've been seeing from Kanye for the last couple of years, that's that's not an aberration. That that is Kanye. Yeah. This this has been Kanye this entire time. I just think that it it elevated to another level um after his mom died, which we all know that <clears throat> excuse me, that it went to another level of of extreme for him because he lost his 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 counterbalance right like she was what held him in check wow (laughs) (laughs) i was like what just happened man (laughs) but she was she was the 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 person in his corner that held him in check and and he got approval from her and 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 she was like almost like his filter so when you when you remove that you get everything that that she that she was able to hold back right so i think everything that we saw with that leading up to the the present day yay um I don't think it's it's much of a um I don't think it's a coincidental thing. I just I think 
again, what we what we saw is what we see now is what we saw back then. It was just more more like tamed a little bit. And and I like I, I think that 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 drive you were talking about, Janine, I think that's still there. But it's he's got other things that he's trying to prove, maybe to himself, uh, maybe to maybe to the world. Um, but I respect him in the sense that that uh, he is he is exactly what he claims to be in terms of being that genius but i think and if you're as as a creative you kind of know like how how your mind works right where you have all these thoughts just like popping through your head and 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 you kind of like have to filter it out and and figure out how to arrange it right i think all we see in public is the the thoughts like he allows his thoughts to be vocal and it's mm. wild. It's Ooh. it's it's terrible. It is. It is. And like I know, I personally, I know I'll be in a in a space where I'm working on something and thinking about something else, and then I'll have another thought about another thing, and I'm like, oh, let me. And I'm like, hold up, let me revert back to doing this because I I can't, like I can't leave this undone. And like I just think that we're seeing that process play out in the public. And when you mix that with um, the the uh, uh, bipolar depression and 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 the the issues that he's having with with Kim and then uh, the narcissism and all that, like when you mix all of that together, forty five year old Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> this this actually just made me understand who that is. That's all. That's all. Uh, genius did for me. It made me understand what we've been seeing over the last couple of years, and and who we have in front of us right now as an artist. Um. You know, so I, like, I I had nothing but respect for the guy, but I I hope he is able to get that that counterbalance again in his life, and that's what I loved about seeing uh, uh Cootie and um. I forgot what the other producer's name was. Chikwe? Yes. Or Chike or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's what I liked about seeing them come back together at the end. Um, because it seemed as almost it seemed like he was starting to get that back in his life again, where it was like you have people in your corner that's that that's that aren't yes men that are trying to tell you, like, yo, like, yay, I know this is how you're seeing it but it may not just it may not be like that and you can hear a uh, cootie uh, really like trying to drill that into his, into his mind but when you think you know more than everybody what is anybody gonna tell you you can't <laughs> teach a man a lesson he thinks he already yeah. knows so it's can't hmm. tell <laughs> so there you go now you understand so he was not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till I get my money right. He got his money right. You can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me anything. He told us exactly what was gonna happen. So 
I want to just why I respect him. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's a man of his word. Because <laughs> so, I was telling somebody about this, and I was like, it might sound crazy with Yay, but Yay is like the penultimate like version of your words have power. Yes, because mm-hmm. I can't think of some like major thing that he's going through that actually had not been outlined in a song first. Mm-hmm. Even you talking about gold digger. Mm-hmm. When he get on, and he broke up with a black girl who, in the previous album, he said, "And I promised him, Mister Rainey, I'm going to marry your daughter." And you know, I mm-hmm. gotta thank you for the way that she was brought up. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know. She's not in the picture, mm-hmm. you know, or it's like 18 years. She got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. Now, yeah, is like, and off the grid, we both got a bag, but my bag is more heavy. And you had to put certain, you know, provisions in your dissolution of the marriage because he's like, yo, you can't touch my money. You can't have this. You can't have that. And it's like, Hey, bro, you're speaking this up, not us. And you said, wait till I get my money right. You went from having a few thousand to millions to you're worth like 10 billion now. And it's like, okay, I don't want to release my album on streaming players. Well, you're not billboard eligible. Okay. I still got to deal with Gap. I still got to deal with Adidas. I'm still moving my own stem player. I could violate Instagram's rules so much that it took them way. Look, how long to ban me? Because you got power and influence. Like, like, like what we talk about is like, who's really going to stop? Yay! And people are like, well, we're just concerned about his online behavior. There's only so much you're going to say to him because when he told DL, "Yo, I can get you hurt." Yeah, we're gonna laugh all we want to. How many rappers you know? Like, like, like so let's put this in perspective. How mm-hmm. many rappers do you know is cool with all the GDs like this and it's seemingly out of nowhere? Was it really out of nowhere? Yeah. How many rappers do you know that everybody's scared of Jay Prince is not scared of Jay Prince? He legit is like, I. He let Push do the talking. And Push ain't scared of Jay Prince for a reason. Mm-hmm. Push is like, bet you want to go to war, let's go to war. Right. Everybody's like, man, Jay Prince, Jay Prince. And Push is like, ugh, what's <laughs> up with it? However, Kanye did look a little, um, he looked a little nervous standing next to Jay Prince apologizing to Drake, though. I will say that. He, he, so that yeah, I, that looked off. <laughs> um, it, it did look off. That I, I also off. think it was one of those things where it was like when they asked Push about it, he's like, Yeah, he's still my man. And it's like, Yeah, you you slick left your protection on some stuff you probably weren't supposed to do. Where GDs or or Push was like, We ain't tell you to do this. Yeah. But even still, the fact that you got people who can clash in power like that, and it's like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. like let's let's not play with like what Ye says. 
I don't think he needs to walk around being a big bully or, or, you know, you need to be fearful of him like he's Debo. But I actually think that if Ye didn't have as much stuff to lose, he'd make it happen. I'm not even going to pretend that's... I mean, you got people who was, you know, prominent doing stuff for less. Like, I forgot who I had to... like. No, it it was a dude who got schooled on Twitter about, like, the legend of MC Hammer. And it showed a picture of Tupac, MC Hammer, Suge Knight, and uh, Snoop. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was like, man, who looks so out of place in this picture? There's like, MC Hammer don't belong here. And everybody was like, fam, MC Hammer is the most gangster dude in this picture. Little do you know. Yeah. Y'all looking like, oh, Suge Knight is like, you must not know. MC Hammer has Suge Knight touched. <laughs> like, this ain't for, this ain't for play. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is, it's mm-hmm. like it's like people really don't know that mm-hmm. you know hammer's like hammer don't hurt him and he's like oh and they're like hey hammer's not gonna hurt nobody hammer don't hurt him was a hiding in plain sight yeah i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> and i was like dang y'all really don't know this huh yeah but no i, I think that's yay I, I i do think that's yay i also think that you don't have 10 billion and be cool with street gangs and uh, not have connections. Something's just not adding up. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, tangents. But um, the documentary, it was fire. I loved it. I think it showed everything that we needed to see about Kanye if you weren't aware of his story. Mm. um, I think Kanye is the is the ultimate form of somebody who never felt like they got their just dues and literally as he outlined hey he did it again um power in my beautiful dark twist of fantasy no one man should have all that power oh and i don't know if y'all remember the uh cover art for the track for power um, but it showed a head and it was like a sword hanging from it. Yeah, and yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't know that reference, but it's uh, yeah. the sword of Damocles. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about how people always wanted to be in that position of power being the king's seat, but they didn't realize like the pressure that you're under to make everything happen. And one wrong move could kill you. And what it shows is it's a, a sword, a very sharp sword suspended above the head and is literally held by a string of hair mm-hmm. not a twine not a rope it's literally a string of hair and it's saying that's how fragile it is and everybody that sat in that seat prior you know made the wrong move and the hair broke and the sword cut their neck off or cut their head off their neck you know their body and it's so crazy when he talks about power and it's like yay went from having no power and no respect and like when you go from episode one and he's like, yo, I rap y'all. And they're like, when okay. you going to make me this beat though? Yeah. Like in real time. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> literally <laughs> like that clip of all falls down was like, bro, they're literally just like, ha ha. Did you hear that? Couldn't afford a car named the daughter Alexis. And it's like, they weren't even listening at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, that was wild. I'm like, this is, that was like wild. the fact that he only even got his album opened up 
because he's talking about Dame Dash. And Dame walked in on him talking about Dame <laughs> and was like, we're going to open this budget up, all right? It is like, Dame, like, that's that's how? And then y'all closed it again once he got in the accident. And it's like, yo, when I spent literally my whole life on this, my life savings on this, and then I finally make it, that is such a hard balance to maintain sanity, professionalism, humility, all these things. And I think that gap that it showed when Cootie was not there for him in those six years after his mom died was a very formative point for him. And that's when he had all this power and it just made him go haywire. And he's literally still on a day-to-day basis, not handling it the best. I think some of the stuff he does is very sincere, but he's also not disciplined and he flips back so quick. So I think when he apologized and said, I need to hold myself accountable, you know, for all those outbursts at him, I think that was real. And he does recognize it. And he kept doing what he's been doing because he needs somebody to literally coach him but he's also made himself uncoachable mm-hmm. and, it, and it sucks because he's put himself to be a paradox. And I think this documentary showed literally that it's like the man who strove for fame, rise to the top and got crushed by the pressure, but he's so prolific that he's still performing as a crushed man. Mm-hmm. We're dancing to all this music, being crushed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I mean, this is going to get graphic, but you're talking about like somebody being crushed. It's like, he's so one of one that as you hear the bones crunch, it's to a beat. You feel me? It's like, mm-hmm. that's how special he is. And we're not even recognizing that this man is being crushed like that because we're like, yo, I ain't never heard bones crunch like this before. And folks just giving it a pass. And it's, it's nuts. And to have all that documented is mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think I think it should um this should definitely win something. Woo! <laughs> that's that's probably Woo! one of the best documentaries. Well, it's a docu-series, but it's probably one of the best that I've seen. It's the uh, 30 or 30. It's a 30 for 30 for music. Yes. That's the perfect way to put it. That's the perfect way to put it. And I think that's probably, you know, oddly enough, it's probably the best one that I've seen since the uh, OJ one. I was actually going to put this the equivalent of the 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 MJ documentary. The documentary. Last Dance. Yes. Yeah, I yes. think this is like yes. the last dance because, you know, all the stuff people didn't know about MJ. Mm-hmm. And MJ's chronicling it. And it's like, oh, shoot, we didn't know that's what happened or that's why that happened. Mm-hmm. They're figuring this out with Ye, and it's like, oh, shoot. Because I watched episode one, and boy, I, I tell you, I felt like running through a brick wall, and I'm like, success! <laughs> and by like episode three, I'm like, yo, I want to go to school and become a mental health therapist and help out people who's like going through. It's like, yeah. I called my yeah. mama and I was like, yo, mom, like, 
I relate to this more than I thought I was. I need you to watch it because I feel like this chronicles me and you. And it's like nuts to watch it. She's like, I've been hearing this. And I'm like, bruh. Bruh. Yeah. Single, bruh. Yeah. What? Ah. I can't make words like I want to right now. But <laughs> I just said a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a we great comparison. It and we understand. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Love it, man. Love it. Give us shot. I love the series. Five out of five, ten out of ten, A plus. Oh yeah. I'm with you on that. Definitely. Um shoot. It's the it's the perfect. Underdog turned tragedy, turned Ooh. still heroic moment. Put in the one. Uh, it really shows. Don't take this lightly, pun intended. But everybody seriously needs a cootie in their life. Point blank, period. I get what everybody needs a, a cootie in their life, bro. Like shoot a cootie and a Donda. Yeah. Yeah, but even even with Donda, she still had Cootie too, doing stuff for her. Even when oh, she yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, yeah. it still says everybody needs a cootie in their life in general. Because yeah. everybody ain't got Dondas. But everybody no. got a cootie in their life. Somebody got that one person that's willing to bet on you. Because they see something. You, you know, I think one thing that me. makes my bad. Nah, go ahead, bro. I will say it makes this so interesting, and not to get too deep into it, I relate to uh, to Ye and the whole Donda experience only because um, Ye is an abstract thinker, a very abstract thinker, and we tend to look at abstract thinkers as like outcasts. And nine times out of 10, we take forever to like catch up with whatever they're doing in life. Like I think about Einstein talking about the theory of relativity. He ain't even got to know the math. Everybody knows about equals MC squared and some other stuff he did. And I think that came out in uh, like 1906. And they didn't prove it until like, or like 1916 and they didn't prove it until like 2016. Like, imagine being literally a hundred years ahead of society. No color TVs, like, yeah. no plastic, no rubber. You know what I'm saying? Like, the food, the preservation, the innovations that literally we use, like, day to day. Like, so much stuff had not even been invented, yet alone thought of. And you're still a hundred years ahead of society. Mm-hmm. And so you got to do when we talk about how he's changing like the music game and he has this vision and he's like, I want to make these things. And he said like years ago, I want to have a fashion line. Like I want to do this with music. I want to have a school. He has a school. Mm-hmm. He has a fashion line. Like that's what put him to the, you know, billion dollar valuation and then song. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, yeah, whatever. Like even when the dude was worth a billion, he's like, I'm worth a billion. 
And Forbes immediately came out and was like, no, he's not. And it's like, Forbes, I ain't never seen you hate on nobody before. And then it's like, he's valued at this, but if you take all this away, he's not worth a billion. And now he's worth 10 billion. And it's like, y'all ain't never walked none of this back. But to a dude like him, he's feeling like, ah, I'm misunderstood. I'm trying to tell y'all this. I'm just happy here, my visions. And he even said it himself where he's like, Man, I just be explaining stuff wrong. Yeah, I'm like I I feel you, bro. And yeah. I think Doctor West was the person where he felt like if nobody in this world understands me, you do. If I'm ever having an issue where I'm saying stuff jacked up, you translate. You're able to walk that medium where you speak my language and people accept what you're saying because you don't seem threatening or so weird or foreign or alien. And Cootie was also a person where he might not always explain what Kanye wanted to other people, but he was a person that Ye could, you know, divulge feelings to and thoughts to and feel understood. And losing both of them is like, who do I turn to or who do I run to? And he put it in music. And it's like, that's only going to go so far. Yeah, because folks didn't care about the message as much as they cared about the production. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing where we say, and they're like, it's a joke, you know, but it's also real when people talk about uh, Fabo and Scotty. And it was like, this man said, help me like 100 and X amount of times. So and we in the club turning up. Yeah, this is like, mm-hmm. help me. And we was like, help me, help me, <laughs> help me. And it's like, those niggas really dying. And we like, hey, go deaf, go deaf. And it's like, hey, this is, yeah, you like, but you got to think about it. Also in False Prophets, uh, J. Cole said it. He's like, this dude's screaming out for help. Mm-hmm. And we're just turning up to his music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. dang, J. Cole gets it. Yes. But yeah, ain't going to listen to J. Cole. Not at all. But Not to my all. earlier point, he said he put out false prophets for us because he knows that Ye's gonna listen to the people. Yeah. But the people don't care enough. And that's it, the sad part. They don't care. See, it's funny because you know this artist named D1, man. Shout out to D1 because D1, D1 is nuts. Yeah. D1, um, has a song, he just dropped the album called Finding Balance. And the thing about it is there's a song that he has, which is a part two to a song he wrote at like 16 years old, working like fast. Of three rappers, pretty sure y'all can tell who these three rappers are, very significant. One being a mentor and a big brother to Ye, if you know who that is, right? That you just mentioned at 50 right now. Speaking of 50, that would be the other one. And then, of course, Yeezy. Lil Weezy. Lil Weezy. Not Yeezy. Lil Weezy. Now, in the, in the song he wrote 10 years ago, was, or should I say years ago when he was like 16, it was to more so, it was kind of like those were the three he was looking up to. And it was kind of like a time capsule something. So with this recent album, he did 50, Wheezy, and Jay-Z. 
part two, which is him basically reevaluating and saying, okay. And he went down the line and each rapper was like speaking to them directly. How he addressed 50 was, you know, yeah, you, you got your money. You up there, you doing everything. You, you, you know, power is nice, but what are you really showing the people about being successful? Like, get the people that need what you got right now, that success, to actually, like, get to a point of where you at. Uh, you know, yeah, you got all this money, but you're not as relevant musically as you were when you started out. Lil yeah. Wayne, you got the most brilliant mind in the world. You one of the most influential generational rappers with hella talent. And yet, you got the strongest team behind you too at that. But yet, still, there's something that is holding Wayne back from being what people still see in Wayne and still know that Wayne still has that is not there. Oh, then he gets the Jay-Z and he gets the Jay-Z and he's like, out of all three of these, you the one that I'm most proud of. Because you actually got it. You evolved. Yeah. You are not the Jay-Z that you used to be. And you are about your business, but you are also teaching people at the same time and really doing what you're trying to do to give back to communities and do these type of things, such as like what you see with him in the NFL and, and being voices and doing all of these things from what Jay-Z and Blueprint days we probably wouldn't have done. So it's crazy how, like, you know, it's 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 just a lot to really go back and think about, you know, taking your mind and jump skipping it. You know what I'm saying? Trying to like yeah. flash forward it and really analyze what you're seeing 10, 20 years later. Who's the person to really sit there and say, what are we gonna, you know, this genius showed us everything we need to know about Kanye then, now, and in between. What are we going to see 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now? Are we still going to see the same yay at 60? Oh, I that was actually my thought watching this. I look forward to seeing old Kanye. Old Kanye is going to be funny as hell. <laughs> I hope that he's still documenting. Oh, I pray to God that he doesn't yeah, stop. I, I, I doubt it. Because you know how old people get where they just don't care dude didn't care at 20 so <laughs> i mean i, I, I think more to that i think kanye is simultaneously the most restricted being and the most free being that like or one of the most restricted and free we see at the same time um i say restricted because he is a prisoner to himself and he's a prisoner to the mess he's created because of his refusal to immediately change some things he needs to and mature. I also think he's the most free being that like we might ever see because a lot of us can do what Kanye is doing, but we choose not to. So it's easy to look at the path that somebody's on and be like, yeah, you're going to be funny in 50 years because 
assume you're going to be funny at 50 or like 10 or 20, 30 years or whatever, because we see exactly who you are. Like, we know you're going to be this. And Kanye is like, I think I want to try this out. And he does it. And we're not used to seeing people like do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to be like, dang, how is Kanye going to be in five years? Yeah. Everybody was like, Kanye ain't no Christian. He's faking. And they was like, oh, shoot, he is faking. Now it's like, I mean, oh, shoot, like he is re- like real about it. Mm-hmm. He's also troubled. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't see Kanye as a, as a mental case five years ago either. Mm-hmm. Right? Prior to, again, you think about 2007, graduation Kanye, super cocky. Nothing like the hungry, humble Kanye. Well, I ain't going to say humble, but you know what I'm saying? Like, to a degree, like humble Kanye on, like, college dropout. You fast forward again, and the content that he's talking about on, like, T-Lop and everything else, and it's like, I ain't even know people's, like, bleaching booty holes and parties and all like what well, is so much going on bro but this is like the lifestyle that you live in and we ain't think this was gonna be hey he's like dang man yeah i got bleach on my t-shirt from your booty now i feel bad and i'm like how does this even happen like, people's bleaching this? Like, who you showing it off to? And it's like, yo, this is wild. I can't even fathom what you doing. <laughs> I mean, we can fathom, but it's like, the bleach it, though? Like, <laughs> how? Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. People be on some other stuff, man. But it's still, like, that's just the content, though. Like, he literally started off, like, one of them songs on Yay. He was like, Tweaking, tweaking, off them two, like, off two CBDs, huh? Or two CBs, that's what, tweaking, tweaking, off them two CBs, huh? And I was like, tweaking, wait, huh? And I was like, what's two CB? I had to look that up. And I'm like, hold on, fam, you popping pills now? Mm-hmm. Who is this yay? And it's like, bro, you got so much going on. You went from woke, hungry. You went from like the J. Cole that we was making fun of and it's like this nigga's always broke to like actually sounding relatable because you were broke Mm. to superficial Kanye back to like Black Panther Kanye now to politician. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't even know what to call this Kanye. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like he really just do what he want, bro. And it's like He's so free to do it, but it's also weird because it's like man, we don't always know how to help you, bro. Just speaking you, of help, yeah, beyond it, he gonna speaking of help. That leads me to ask you guys: the most important part of that documentary. How do y'all feel knowing that it's clear as day, video evidence of the fact that he never stopped and mourned his mother's death even to this day? Mm. My my heart hurts for him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he knows how, and I don't think he has a good team of people around him who's mm. like cognizant of that and are allowing him to. Mm. I think the only person that clearly is even trying to is Cootie, 
and he doesn't have enough power to combat the you know superficiality of the Kardashians, of all these people. I mean, Kim K, for goodness sakes, went on SNL and was cracking jokes about OJ. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your sister's father. And you grew up knowing this man. Now, regardless of everything, like, y'all was, you know, but it's like, we got to be real, though. And like, some of the stuff that she said, though, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you, it's, it's like me, like, legit, like, getting on national TV and, like, cracking on, like, me and my sister, we got different moms. Regardless of how cool we are, aren't or whatever, it's like me getting on TV and like cracking about our mom, and it's like for what? Like her mom literally never did nothing to me. Even if I can list all the other stuff she did, and it's like, yo, you just ain't got you got no chip about that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if these are the people that are like surrounding you, you ain't got no safe space, bro. Mm-hmm. And. and Men don't know how to mourn as is. We we already like traditionally mm-hmm. aren't great with emotions because we get so many conflicting like views. If we even get the viewpoint, mm-hmm. hey, you a big boy, wipe them tears up. Bet I ain't gonna cry. My my man never cries. You just suck at showing emotion. You ain't want a big boy. <laughs> yeah, it's like I thought you wanted a, a big boy, and now Ye is like, I'm not only a big boy, but I'm a multi-million dollar big boy mm-hmm. that has more multiple millions on the deck, and I got a bunch of people who could care less if I just up and died on stage because they look at me as a cash cow. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do? And exactly this. Nobody has anything to say. So they just wait till the awkwardness blows over, sweeping under the rug, and try to go about their day. But this man is still suffering. He's done a ton of terrible crap. And he's still a human being who's suffering. And probably would do less terrible crap if he got rid of this part that is making him suffer. You ain't going to find too many people who going to be all nice and joyous when they hungry or they tired or they're in pain. Like, try to get somebody to do a favor for you when they're going through a condition. Attitude is short. You get terrible responses. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's yay in real time. <laughs> Watching a, a combination of his, like, piss poor outlashes and behavior, and it's partially fueled by his inability to just separate himself and mourn. And I think doing that would take away a lot of the fuel that's helping propel a lot of the crap he's doing. I agree with that. Chris's perspective on this whole yay thing has been beautifully (laughs) outlined. All, All of that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Well, guys, um, overall, uh, it's very apparent that everybody is rating this highly. Uh, If you haven't seen this already, I don't know what's taking you so long, but regardless of how you feel personally about Kanye, 
this is something that can teach you a lot of lessons. But not to give up on your dreams, how to remain humble, how to deal with hurt, how to keep real ones in your corner. So many ones. Taking, <laughs> taking heed of your mental awareness, mental health. So many different things that this one docu-series can teach you. So all in all, go check out Genius. Streaming mm -hmm. on all Netflix platforms. You know? And uh, yeah, guys, as we wrap this thing up, I just gotta ask, is there any final conclusions, thoughts, anything you guys wanna lay out there before we uh, skedaddle off this thing? Yes. That was, oh, I was going to say, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Um, no, yeah, I, I did have one thing that had literally nothing to do with Kanye. Um, I want to officially uh, 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 offer an apology to Damani. Oh, T.I. song? Dear God. Bro, that track was fire, wasn't it? <laughs> oh Yo. my god! Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes. like, I knew he was, he was, he was an artist, but I wasn't like really like checking for yes. his for his music, right? Yes. Not only did I listen to uh, uh, that track with Ti, uh, family, um, his family ties, ties, yeah. yeah. Not only did I listen to that, but I listened to his brand new album. I got to check that out. Oh my God. Yo. Dwayne, check it out, bro. He like mixes Neo soul with rap. And I apologize for saying this like on the Kanye episode, but I've been, I've been, this has been, I've been itching to say this. It's been heavy on your heart. <laughs> it's been real heavy on my heart. <laughs> Damani, I apologize, bro. I slept on that nigga, man. I, I slept on him heavy. That dude is nice. And he's not nice because he's T.I.'s son. He's nice because he's an artist. Like, he, he, he made sure that he separated himself from his dad's shadow and did his own thing. And I, can, I respect the hell out of that because I've seen people that have tried to get on this path of separating themselves from, you know, from their, their parents or whatever. And uh, uh, they they say they're doing it, but they really they're really living under it, and you know don't really care to make themselves. I'm not gonna go get into a deep dive with that. Who? I'm just. Who? I'm not going to go into. A deep dive. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into it. There's a name coming to mind, but wait, I'm just wait, curious wait. if it's who I think it is. No, wait, 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 wait. Say that sentence again, because I I was reading something weird. Oh, Damani separated himself from his dad's shadow and made yes. sure that he made a name for himself. True. Not off his dad's name. Yeah. And I'm saying I've known people where they 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 say that's what they're doing. But when you look at what they actually do, they don't actually make a conscious effort to make a name for themselves. They just live off their daddy's name. Are you talking about in, in music or in music and other other industries? I'm just saying in general. Uh, yeah, I think I know exactly. Who you're talking I've about. I've seen that a lot. I could be so, wrong. 
Go ahead and say it's it. Fine, Devon, let's talk, we'll talk about off, off. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I've I've seen that. I've let's, seen let's, that. Let's, let's call him out. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I've seen it. Okay? <laughs> okay. This is about Damani. This is not about other niggas. Yeah. I apologize to this guy. I, I apologize to him. He 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 is an artist, and I am looking forward to more from him. I am looking forward to more. The sound is unique, and I love it. Well, I'm going to listen to it, because you said neo-soul and rap. And I want to know how unique it is because I'm like, it's a it sounds a, like you're talking about Boz. Yes. Okay. Listen, listen. I am a Boss oh. fan. Okay. Oh, are, are no, don't you, don't do that. Now? Don't do that. I, <laughs> I am a Boss fan. Okay. okay. I am not knocking Boz because I love J Cole. I love oh, okay. both those guys. I love I both those guys. Like J Cole more. I've been through more with J Cole. Okay. The dude. <laughs> the dude. The dude made me feel comfortable about my eyebrows, about my smile. And saved my life. So, boss ain't done any of that. So, for me, personally. I like how you threw that last one in there. Like, what I'm supposed to say to that? I'm just I'm, saying. Right. That's why J. Cole, like. My bad. <laughs> okay, look. Cole, I'm sure you don't remember this conversation. But you said it, not me. You said we was cousins. I didn't know you was going to say that. Apparently, we both got family from Saginaw. I didn't even know. It's actually a really cool conversation that I wish was documented so people don't think I'm capping right now. There's he a really picture of it. This. Picture yeah, there's, of it. that was one of the many things we talked about. He was like, oh, shoot, I got fam from, like, in that area. I'm like, word. Bro, that's dope. And he's like, you know these people? I'm like, yeah, that's my fam. It's like, yo, we might be cousins. And then it was like, all right, move the line. He got to keep going. And I was like, like that was my, my talk family. to those talk to those people, see if there is a connection. Hey, I'm not gonna hold connection. you. It was so much happening that night. I I forgot because I think I uh, ran into like Fat Trail late. If I didn't, no, that was a different concert. I ran into Fat Trail. That same night, like Wale was like the opener, the headliner for Cole, mm. and I forgot when like Wale hopped off the stage and then ran through the crowd and. Was running laps around the, the. We was uh, we was at the uh. Now what's the name of it? It's the joint that's shaped like a. I mean, that's like an old church, by the Ferris wheel. Tabernacle. Yes, we was at the Tabernacle. Oh, I didn't know you were talking uh, about Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. When he said well, Ferris, <laughs> the Ferris wheel is what gave away. When he said that, I was like Tabernacle. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. No, it's all man. good. Cause man, I was like, three Atlanta time, people man. gonna catch this, and I was like, say Atlanta, say Atlanta, but it wasn't coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even an Atlanta native. I just remember being out that way and was like, oh yeah, it's yeah, because like, why is the Ferris wheel out here? But that's what's up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Get old sky view. You gotta yeah. love it. So, I said all that to say apologies to Damani. Um. Go listen to that man's album. That is a fire project. Um, I, I want to give an apology to Janine. She's been so nice to me this show. So, you know, I removed so much angst from earlier. I like your glasses. I like the, the grass wall. I just want to, like, pet it. 
and then I want to go play some baseball. Um, also, on a serious tip, serious, serious tip, album of the year contention is a complete sleeper, and I hate that it's a sleeper. Cool kids before it got weird. Like, that album is nuts. Mikey Rocks spazzed on production. I've always been a Cool Kids fan since Bake Sale dropped. Mm-hmm. I first heard of them. Um, everything from like when Fish Ride Bicycles to uh, going fishing. You know what I'm saying? Like Volumes 2 that dropped a couple years ago. I was bumping that. Like hearing like Ripple, Oil Bass. Their production style is so nuts that I don't even think people realize what cool kids are doing. I think cool kids are so masterfully crafted that they're in the realm of Jay-Z because Jay-Z had so many drug bars and you didn't realize Jay-Z was a drug bar artist. Mm-hmm. Like people was like, who you think got like the best like drug bars ever? I'm like, Jake. And it was like, <laughs> Jay-Z. And I'm like, it literally went over your head what he's been talking about. For the last eight albums, mm-hmm. you listen to a song about like Allure on the Black album. Mm-hmm. He's literally talking about the allure of the drug game, everything he got from it, and knowing that it's going to end in his death. And you're just like jamming, not even realize like he's talking in stages in each verse of progression in the drug game till he dies. Mm-hmm. Stuff that nuts. Mm-hmm. When you hear Jay Z get on scene at all, how he ripped that with Jeezy. And I listen to the cool kids, what they talk about with bake sale, mm-hmm. when they talk about volumes, what they do with like Bodie James is like, for people who really make keeping up, you didn't even realize like why Bodie James was always featured. Bodie James, shout out to Michigan, by the way, you know, Detroit artist, but he's on Griselda. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know how Griselda is coming. Mm-hmm. Bodie James constantly got features on cool kids joints because Mikey Rocks and Chuck English are constantly talking about drugs, but they do it in such a masterful way over reimagined 80s production. It's boom bap, synth bass. Mm-hmm. And it's like so nuts. And they got this joint uh called Scam Likely, where they take Master Ace's Born a Roll and like redo it. Crazy. They got a joint called All or Nothing where they take, uh, and I heard them, y'all like, wow, I know this. They took Flashlight from Parliament Funkadelic. Like, whoo! Like, yo, is, bro, cool kids. Like, I ain't, they got skits on the album. When's the last time somebody did skits? I, I, I love a good skit. Yeah, it's and, been a while. Some of them was Tory legit Lanes. funny. It's been a while. Okay, I got to go back to Tori. Ooh, we got to talk about that too. Because Meg is in danger of getting canceled. Quiet as it's kept. Yeah, we don't have to get too deep into it. But um, yeah, it's interesting how uh, some, some, some high-profile friends have... Un- unfollowed her the industry knows something we don't i'm just interested to see when it comes to light and how if people are, are going to backtrack all all the tory hate they're not i mean on, on a very separate but still related note to this typically men are 
going to be the first to get blamed and the last to get an apology um, when it comes to this. And there was so much stuff they put out. The black men are so, I mean, black women are so unprotected. And it's like, what about black men? Because Tori was like, I ain't do it. And they're like, yeah, Tori, you did it because y'all ain't got proof. Well, we just know you did it. And then the LAPD was like, yeah, man, we can't find uh, the bullet fragments that existed. And it's like, thought y'all supposed to collect evidence, but y'all ain't got none. And they testified that the doctor or Meg said that the wounds were superficial. For those of y'all who don't know what that means, it wasn't deep. And then supposedly, Tori's prints weren't on the gun. The only prints on the gun were Megan's. And not only did uh, two high-profile artists stop following her, but one of those uh, high-profile artists who happens to have a phenomenal undergarment brand um, dropped her from the brand. She is, Meg is no longer part of a, wait, can I say it? Fancy Beauty. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's no longer part of Savage Fancy. Or, yeah, Savage Fancy, Yeah, yeah. So Meg, if, uh, if we find out that Megan pulled a cheddar bob, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> but see, the thing that sucks so much about this is not only is it absolute trash that Meg manipulated authentic and very like personal movements for women in their advancement, but it sucks because nobody's gonna want to apologize to a man. Like if we just be in G about it. And the simple fact that the climate is set up that not only was he guilty until proven innocent, it literally made it so that people aren't going to backtrack endorsements and deals that they dropped with him. Mm-hmm. Like, how was he going to recoup that money? Like, if Tory kept on a project, like the projection that he was, he would have been eclipsing Megan. And, and he low-key became like this second coming of like Chris Brown with re when this came out mm-hmm. and it's like you done broke up with partisan lapd ain't got your your stuff you didn't got dropped from the brand and your music ain't hidden yikes yeah Dwayne, that's same face i made I know nothing until the evidence comes. I'm just saying that there's a lot of funny it stuff looks, happening. It, it it looks pretty bad for something that took place two it years ago and ain't been. But at the end of the day, my whole point was, yo, y'all need to listen to the cool kids on um, the latest <laughs> joint. You yeah, know, you <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna keep it a uh, PG before ship with a T got weird. Um. Please check that out. I, I really think that that is a currently a contention album of the year uh, for for hip hop in 2022. Um, I also say go back, listen to some of the old stuff like Volume Two, which dropped in 2020. Um, and apparently on the 16th, Mikey Rocks dropped an album in conjunction with the Cool Kids, a, a second one that I got to check out. But yeah, they they got some dope 80s production that's reimagined heavy on the boom bap. Um, homage to a lot of old school stuff, and a lot of their beats also have transitions. So, what you listening to for the first two minutes 
is almost on some like Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keen type stuff. Yes. And you're like, and it's like yes. a completely different beat. And they will just let the beat ride out. And it's just like so infectious and smooth and groovy. Like l- listen to oil bass. The last minute and a half of oil bass is literally no words. It's just the beat riding out. Like they want you to sample it. How does it? Adds to notes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, shoot. How about that, guys? What a heck of a discussion. This has been one hell of an episode. Yeah, I wish they heard the cannon, though. One day we're gonna hit record. (laughs) There's there's no way they could hear the beginning. That was that was that was tipping the hand on a lot of things. I will say, hey, uh, Dwayne, can you give me some applause, bro? I want I want (laughs) to give uh, some applause for my man Derek for for not dying on air. I feel like I feel like the bruise kind of eased up, <clears throat> but that thing is sitting right here, bro. <laughs> Your lungs is like I'm fighting for my life. Just the right one. The left one was good. It was like the right one was like almost like contracting or something. Boy, I don't know what the hell happened. I ain't felt that since I got electrocuted, bro. <laughs> oh no! Woo. Oh no! Ooh, I ain't felt that spasm in a second. <laughs> But well, yeah, you, you know, it's just sometimes, sometimes it's just it, it's called for. So you know, he needs some milk. <laughs> you know. Up oh, here we go. Give it up, Derek. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm still alive. And that's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's, a, that's a, oh, a right there. I am going to be uh, late editing this one, but this is going to be a good one. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Whew. Stay away from the strip clubs. Put your hands up in the air. Put your hands up in the air. Oh, boy. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That couldn't have been more timely cued like I don't think so either. If we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. It is baby. Well ladies and gentlemen, that is officially an episode. If you've stuck with us throughout this entire thing, you are a true trooper. Therefore, I salute you. You know trooper, trooper, you know adding all that to things. the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> All the facts, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all so so much for following and tuning in, and always rocking with us on this very platform. Uh, well, for the most part, uh, Chris, would you like to plug Everyday Genius and let them know why they're tuning? Yes, um, I am part of the OTS fam. I host a podcast called Everyday Genius, where I like to make high level science concepts broken down and simple for everybody i think everybody's a genius we just all do it in our own rights um i have currently been on hiatus as i've been adjusting to this glorious move out in la where i am doing some super dope top level science um i don't just talk it i live it 
I am a research chemist. I work for a very nice uh, Fortune 500, almost Fortune 100 company. I currently am working with cancer therapies and controlled release platforms to improve y'all medicines. Talk about nanotechnology. I've worked at NASA. You know, I've worked on the Artemis Orion mission. I've worked with uh, plastics and engineering and Department of Energy and silicon processors and all types of stuff. So again, if you ever felt that you had any look about, I got you. I'm tried and tested. I'm true about it. And um, I want to make genius every day. So please look out for new episodes coming soon. This spring, we're going to kick it up. We're going to make it better for you. And um, I hope you tune in. You heard it. You already know. Uh, Derek, Janine, socials. So people where to find you. Uh, Nina Soul with two eyes. Soul, S-O-L, on Instagram. Links to everything is there. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Don't forget that O underscore Nina and double I and a on Twitter if you're yeah. a tweet type of person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Derek. and you can find me Derek underscore OCS. That's D E R R I C K, black way to spell it. Um, but mainly uh, follow the brand OTS Media Co. You see the sign. I'm going to change it. I, I I just wanted to drive this point home for the last couple of weeks. Um, follow the brand at OTS Media Co. All social media platforms, uh, OTS Media on YouTube. Look at us on the website, otsmediaco.com. You can check out all the uh, latest articles that we have. Uh, check out the other shows that we have under the brand. Um, please rate, review, let us know what you guys think about uh, Past the Ox. We are, we are uh, uh, bringing some fresh content and uh, great perspectives, as you see. So you know, why not us? Um, I, I've been I've been telling everybody I'm on my Kanye level now, so y'all gonna get used to it. I'm yeah. Talking shit, Derek. Yeah, no I forgot to say this. Um, uh, English was not Englishing right there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyday genius can be found <laughs> on Instagram at Everyday Genius. 365. Right. So if y'all know how to spell it every day and y'all know how to spell genius, put them together. No underscores, no type of special characters, just everyday genius 365. You also have access to my link tree where you are able to access the podcast on all available platforms, which include Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio, you can see us on YouTube. We are also on Amazon Music. Um, there's another radio I unfortunately forgot at the moment. And you can actually six watch families. the stream. Yeah, so six families. And you can also see us uh, on YouTube recording like you do this. Um, if you want to follow my personal Instagram, it is literally the numeral one, Chris and Rob. And um, yes, feel free to add me. I'm not going to accept all y'all, but you can add me though, and that'd be what's up. Blank <laughs> period. Man, I can't yeah, wait is. to see us on the show. Hi, that will be some funny stuff right there. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm this scared of your lungs. Yeah, uh, me too. Hey, bro. I'm. T- 
again, yeah, if I die like that, that's that's like if I actually tell y'all the whole story, yeah, with the plot twist, yeah, dog, we'll get it, we'll get it animated on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yo, <laughs> that'd be so lit. Then I get to tell y'all the, the extra fun story of when I prank my homeboy into thinking that he called Hep C. Oh, that's evil. It might be evil. I but told y'all earlier that that was a that was a, a, a origin story of a villain. This nigga's a villain. <laughs> I'm not a villain. <laughs> Perfect tagline. I'm not a villain. Yo. I'm not a villain. I promise. I, I swear. Put it on the like, shirt, Derek. It'll sell. I'm not a villain. I'm 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 not a villain, bro. I'm I'm I put it like this. I'm the type of guy that helps you solve the villains because I know how villains think. That sounds so Dexter. Bad. You're Dexter. But, yeah, Dexter, Dexter. Be I'm like I'm like the guy that could have gone bad. But I didn't. I can't think of who that is right now. Hey, y'all, I'm a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I promise y'all. Like, I'm such a great guy. Uh, I love Jesus. I'm not perfect, but I sincerely love him. I must say, and... Judas did too. And I have not only a relationship with him, but I would never betray him. Peter I'm like that. what Judas said. Golly, look, bro, I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll, I'll be out here. I'm I'm a a human being like y'all that is so imperfect, and I'm far from a villain. I'd just be chilling. If you think I can harm you, I'm probably more like Krillin. That's just the words that I'm feeling, and I hope that y'all feeling it. So when these guts, I start spilling it. And you really think I'm trilling stuff? That just really ain't it. This is the longest outro. Right. To match the longest intro. (laughs) I I just figured he was going to end it, and this what it is. Amazing. Well, on that note, good folks, <laughs> you already that know what time it. it is, so we just say, we just thank you. <laughs> so, you know, this point, Oss. point blank. Pass that. Let it Oss. ride out. Just, just, just close the show out, Derek. You know, just let it roll. Let it go. Let it out, man. Until the next time, people, get a dose of genius. Everyday genius. Hey. And go hey. see genius hey. while you're at it. Hey. Coming from the professor of profession. Catch y'all later, people.